0: Previously on the Jay and Dan podcast.
1: I went to Regina this past weekend. Oh,
0: similar to Miami. A little different. Regina Beach. Hey, how was it?
1: Uh... Mm-hmm. It's called the hoarfrost. Come on. Yes, it is. Uh, can you spell that? W h o r e. The ice resembles the more common hoar. Fr- oh, it's h o a r. Yeah, okay. Frost so way also different. seen during the winter. Mm-hmm. I lived uh, with my boss at the time, and then ended up dating her. Anyway, that's a that's a moot point. Um, I don't think it is, but continue. <laughs> price of the vacuum was like $700. Oh my Hard God. So I'm like, uh, nah, I don't think so. He's like, oh, jeez. Oh he says, here, my boss wants to talk to you. So the boss gets on the phone. He's like, yeah, it's, uh, it's Gil. He hasn't made a sale in months. <laughs> he really needs this one. Do you think you could? I'm like. Uh no. Mm -hmm. West Guilberry getting a Burger King later this month. Is it going to have a play area?
2: That those aren't things I inquire
1: about. (laughs) You're listening to the Jay and Dan podcast, presented by our good friends at Coors Light. Buy all those wine after you've bought eight cases of Coors Light.
3: Dance,
2: dance. Hey, you're back. Baby, I'm back. back we only in the missed chair. one
1: podcast, so that's
2: pretty good. I'm impressed you guys still did the podcast. I'm impressed that you you were motivated enough to make it happen. Hey, we are good corporate citizens. We wanted to, people to know about Coors Light. And uh, Coors Light is our sponsor on the podcast. And a uh, very special thanks to Tessa Banam for, for filling in. I thought she did a great job and I learned all about the whore frost. H <laughs> O A R Frost. In Regina. And we heard Burger King off the top. I went to
1: see Wreck It Ralph Breaks the Internet or Ralph. Breaks oh, how the- was that? I slept through a majority of it. I'll watch it
2: later. Um, okay. It was good, good review there. Rotten Tomatoes, Dan gives it two naps up. <laughs> when I go to a movie theater,
1: I know I'm going to get a solid hour nap. It's so,
2: there's so many people like you, and I, I don't understand. Because it.
1: the kids are contained, the kids are entertained, they're not leaving their seats. I'm like, okay, night, night.
2: But what if they, what if you wake up and they're gone? Like, what if you took them to Wreck It Ralph 2, Return of the Ralph, and return da- the Ralph. daddy go night, night, and then you wake up, girls are gone. Girls just left, got in a cab. <laughs> Took a cab downtown. They're out of there. Yeah, I guess we'd have to
1: cross that bridge. Uh, But there's a the reason I brought it up. There's a Burger King right next to the theater. I saw the Whopper picture and I said, "It girls, I'm getting a
2: Whopper." Why do you have to be so belligerent about it? (laughs) I didn't. You just say you want to get a Whopper. I was just like, "Girls,
1: I'm getting a Whopper." You want one? They're like, "No." And I just... Well, they didn't want a Whopper. I inhaled that thing. Oh, that is the most underrated burger in the fast food industry.
2: I don't know. I'm not totally with you on that. (laughs) I think it's rated extremely appropriately. Exactly where it needs to be. Middle of the pack. Enough about Burger King. Enough about Ralph. Um, More about Coors Light. Frosty and cold. Dan, Coors side seats. Oh, no. Before I get into that, what were you going to say? I apologize. You had a baby. Yeah, yeah. I guess we should talk about that. Yes, kind of. Well, man, I tell you, it was uh, (laughs) quite something. Hey, I
1: tell you. Hey,
2: you something, <laughs> let me tell you, we had a get f- it. it was uh, it was amazing. Uh, well,
1: lead us through the process. So, you left first commercial break on Tuesday night show,
2: yes, and yes, take it from there. Well, yeah, so apparently, my wife, my wife, she Called producer. T- she actually texted producer Tim first because we were oh, on the air. Hmm. I know. I see what's going I think on the here. The child might be producer Tim's. Shouldn't producer Tim be concentrating on the show? Well, this is the thing. So the reason she texted him first is to say, "When can you get him out of there? Uh, my water just broke, and I think we're going to have the baby three weeks early." So he said, uh, "Next commercial break, no problem." What I don't understand is why didn't he just get in my ear and say? Just get up and leave. Your wife's gonna have a baby. You yeah. thought we had to wait until the commercial break.
1: It would have been great TV if you just left during the show. I would. Have, which I, you did. Have been,
2: I did. But it would have been even better. I agree with you. If I had gotten up, literally just gotten up and said, "Hey, Dan, I gotta leave. I gotta go. You gotta take over."
1: And hand me a highlight pack mid highlight. Yes. Pack. I take it and then go.
2: Exactly. But as it was, a Dan, uh, Tim waited until the commercial break. And then at that point said, uh, check your texts. And so I looked at my phone and I said, uh, oh, yeah, she's having a kid. So then I had to leave. So you had to do the rest of the show. You were very, a lot of people commented. The amazing thing is we have our cameras focused on us for the entire hour, including commercial breaks. That's how we were able to have that footage of me getting the message and then walking up and leaving. But the look on your face was amazing because you, as I'm reading this text, I'm like, oh, oh, okay. Okay. You're not even back. You don't even look up. You don't. You don't acknowledge any of this because you didn't. I didn't hear the word baby, and then all of a sudden you're like, I gotta go, and I'm like, what the? Fuck? Yeah, and then you, then all of a sudden the look on your face is like your dog died. Well, a lot of people are
1: like, it's like the look that someone makes when your friends say, okay, we're leaving the bar. And yeah, you're you left that, there
2: alone. <laughs> that's a. It's become a b- very popular meme. <laughs> I would encourage all the Jay and Dan listeners. To uh, go find that piece of footage, create their memes of it, and uh, send us, say, uh, your favorite captions for the meme, because it was a hilarious look. Yeah, you, were, you looked frightened. I did. And then you kind of got it, you had to do the whole show by yourself. Yeah. I've done TV before. So then uh, I hop in my car, I drive downtown, because we're in Scarborough. I were, got you, were you gunning it? I gunned it pretty oh, good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I gunned it pretty good down the 401. See, I've
1: always wanted one, and, you, and then you hope you get pulled over, so yeah. you say to the cop, I've got
2: Baby coming! Baby's coming. I need an escort. And then, yes,
1: he gets in front of you and you yep. floor it.
2: Just just hammer it. And I did anyway, so didn't see any cops. I never see any cops going my, my way. I know you see some going your way. All the time. You go east, I go west. So, anyway, get back home. Plenty of time. I think I got there at 1... No, what time? 12.45? And maybe even earlier. And I'm thinking, I got tons of time. My wife, again, my wife, had to my wife, she had to get into a taxi and take the taxi to the hospital by herself because I had to stay with our three-year-old kid. Uber or taxi? I think actually it was an Uber. Okay. And so she takes off for the hospital. I'm like, no problem. So we're waiting for my mother-in-law to get downtown so she can watch our kid, and she's gunning it too. Jesus. You know the loveliest woman, my mother. Like she's so sweet, she so is. lovely. She buys me presents. The she's time. a fantastic person, a fantastic human being. But I said to her, Chobi, my wife said to her. Can you Mom, can you just get in a cab? Like just get in a cab come here right now. Don't grab anything, just come here right now. We'll figure it out tomorrow. She's like, "Oh, no, I just got to pack a few things, set up the Christmas tree, shovel the walk, <laughs> make sure I got my mail, and then I'll get in the car and very cautiously drive downtown." Like How she, How long's the drive? About 45 minutes with you know, a little bit of traffic, but there's no traffic, so this should have taken her, if she's gunning it, like half an hour. It took her basically an hour. Like, I didn't get out of there. Like, by 2.10, my wife is texting me from the hospital, like, uh, these are serious contractions. You need to be here now. I'm like, am like, f***. Patty, hurry up! Anyway, she gets Worst case, you could have just locked the door and Yeah, i just put out a bowl of food. (laughs) I would have just put out a bowl of peanut butter, and that would have lasted her a couple of days. She would have been thinking of an elaborate game of hide-and-go-seek. Yeah, that's possible. Or I could have taken her with me to the hospital. Yeah. But anyway, Patty finally... She shows up at 2.10. I gun it to the hospital, 2.30, and she has the baby at... It was funny, because she gets there, and this one intern doctor says, uh, Oh, you're... uh, plenty of time, uh, you're fine. And then another nurse who's like Eastern European and seemed like she knew way more than the mm-hmm. doctor was like, uh, no, you're not. We're wheeling you into delivery right now. So I made it to the hospital at 2.30 and the kid was born 20 minutes later. So I barely made it for the birth of my baby boy, but I made
1: so it. So did you say to the intern
2: doctor, uh, you sure you you're a doctor there, you, bud? You need to go back to school.
1: <laughs> ah, you're fine. I'm going out
2: f- Dart. But the funniest thing is, Dan, when that kid came out, because we had a girl, uh, the first child was a girl, the kid comes out, and the first thing I notice is he just has a fantastic set of balls on him. Like my boy, he got big balls. I don't think
1: you, that's a good, you don't want big balls, do yeah, you? Yeah, big balls.
2: Oh, okay. You want to go through life with big balls. But then you're always sitting on them. No, you can kind of make sure aye, they're going lift up. Maybe get a ball pillow. Oh, I can market it a ball pillow. It has changed my life. Yeah, Hayes could market our ball pillow. <laughs> no, it's a sizable sack. Sun got sack. Hashtag <laughs> sun got sack. It has changed my life. Little wiener, but big sack. <laughs> and now, uh, now he's at home and he's so chill. He's yeah, you so guys relaxed. were in the
1: hospital for. You could have done a drive. You could have used the drive-through window at Burger King and had that baby.
2: It was so fast. And then the baby, he sleeps and eats. He doesn't, he barely cries. He's fantastic. Our other kid was, in hindsight, a psycho. (laughs) The first one's always the toughest. A psycho. Second one, you can go out for a few hours, leave it alone. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I think you said that the commercial where the... The woman who has the second baby hands it to the auto No, mechanic. it's like
1: her fourth. Yeah, she's she's paying the uh, the
2: mechanic, and he's got oil all over his hands. She just hands him the baby. It is true, though. Like, you're so much more relaxed. You're like, hey, yeah, yeah, this is nothing. This is no big deal. Oh, hey, and you look well, rested? I thought you'd come in looking like a disaster. Yeah, I I got tons of sleep. I mean, I do nothing, right? But, <laughs> you know, my wife sits there and has to feed him through her, my teat, wife. Through her teats. My wife. But uh, I I can't feed him through my teats. No, you can't. Yeah, so I'm hoping his big balls keep growing exponentially. And you he could, has the biggest balls in the world. You could bring that kid uh, Whopper home. You, like right right now? You said you don't do anything. Oh, like bring the baby a Whopper? Whopper diet. Whopper Did, for He a just life. gums at the bun for a while. Just gums at the bun. <laughs> So yeah, you had an adventurous uh, week and a half, but you're back now. Oh, it's been it's nice to be back. You had a great week. I really enjoyed all the the fill-in shows. Hedger started it off. She was fantastic.
1: So Jennifer Hedger, I've hosted a show with before. She was your old broadcast partner before she got moved up to Dutchie's show, and I got slotted in next to you replacing Jennifer Hedger.
2: Yeah, I really got the short end there. <laughs>
1: uh, so Hedge, yeah, she's awesome.
2: Um, she's, she's so cool. And she had, she said she had a
1: great time doing it. Well it's it's very different than the other sports center because you sit and you move around. it flies by. It's an hour long show. It flies
2: by. Everyone you said everyone was afraid of the walkover. We do the walkover from <laughs> the main desk to the chat set. Yeah. and
1: Because uh, you never walk on our in our business. You never walk around.
2: That's true, and I th- people that is one thing as we go out and do events and stuff. That is one thing that people always say to us, they love the walkover. The walkover is one of their favorite things. And then uh, you were mentioning uh, Coors, our sponsor. Big shout-out to Coors. They gave me a courtside seats to see uh, the Raptors and Milwaukee Bucks. So do you get free Coors Light in those seats? Yeah, uh, a woman uh, named Genevieve. I think I'm saying that correctly. I think it was Genevieve. I'm probably getting that wrong. Anyway, she was lovely, and she brings you the Coors because they want you to be holding the Coors... When you're on the television, uh, on the TV. they were like, the hey,
3: look who's
1: in the car sad seats tonight.
2: Just crushing some bullets. I have to say, they went down really well. That always happens when you can only have a limited amount. I should also mention I'm on pain medication now. So they mm. really f- tasted delicious. Oh, yeah, because you're back. Yeah, I, I gibbled my back. Because I've been lifting my daughter up. Because c- we've been trying to compensate for the new baby. So, you know. <laughs> so you really are useless at home now. Oh, yeah, totally useless. I'm a, just a... Bag. I'm just four pounds of <laughs> in a two pound bag right now. Uh,
1: so, coors side seats. That was great. And then uh, Max Holloway, who packed the arena the previous night, uh, was about uh, the upper deck. I almost thought, should
2: I give these seats up for Max Holloway? He just fought one of the great f- recent fights in UFC history over a very tough opponent and won in Toronto. He's declared his love for Toronto. What did he call it? The 10th ten- Island. The 10th Island of Hawaii. Yes. And he said the 9th Island is Las Vegas because he said lots of Hawaiians live in Las Vegas. That's I right. didn't realize that. And the 10th Island. And this is what they gave him. They gave him seats like halfway up. I, I wonder if they even gave him seats. I wonder if he bought them. Uh, yeah, we can, we can find you some seats. That'll be $400. Oh, my courtside? No, you're 25 rows up. They're like, they were good seats, but they weren't like, I just won the UFC, or I just defended my title seats.
1: And we'll be talking to Ariel Hawani about that. Uh, yeah, I, I got the pay per view. It
3: was
2: great. Um, it was well worth it. Ariel, yeah, Ariel is going to join us on the show to talk about that and other things. Mm-hmm. Max Holloway came and did that interview with you uh, specifically because he liked us from, uh, from Fox in LA. So, here's, what's,
1: here's what we discussed after Max left. He came straight from Blue Mountain, which is a ski resort here in Ontario. Right. And then we were discussing, we're like, the week of a fight, should
2: you be snowboarding? It's like anything. It's like any athlete who's, uh, you know, being paid. Should you be doing any sort of winter sports for fear that you might snap your leg or something like that? And we had Holloway on,
1: along with uh, Brian Ortega, the guy that he demolished. He couldn't come out for the fifth round. Yeah. And when they were here... Holloway, it looks so small. So skinny. And then Ortega like... Yeah, he looked bigger. He looks bigger, thicker, and you're like, oh yeah. my
2: god, what have you got yourself into? Yeah. But Max uh, Max held his own. And he, like, uh, Nurmagomedov and uh, Nate Diaz, like, tough, tough guys all tweeted at him like, man, you were awesome out there. Like, I think this fight, and also how scary it was in the last fight where, you know, clearly there was something wrong with him. He couldn't go through with the fight that they were supposed to go through back in was it july or whatever this is such a huge victory for max you know these like that's i'm just so happy for him yeah i'm happy for us ufc baby when's dana gonna come back on the show dana was
1: just here he was doing the rounds yeah he didn't stay
2: and do our show
1: well it's one of those tim's like uh you want to come in at two in the afternoon nope no
2: we don't do that anymore (laughs) no we did that at Fox a oh, lot. God. At, Fo- at Fox, we would come in hours early for a th- Like Ice a show. Cube and... Uh, yeah, uh, like there were big like big names and stuff. Usher. Travis Kelsey or whoever, you know, like big names, but um, in the end, you know, it didn't really matter. <laughs> right? Hell no. And also, as you pointed, this is one of your greatest arguments ever oh, for not this- coming in. Well, and and by the way, we still do it on our show now. Like, you'd think we'd fix this. We never tell people who's going to be on the show, (laughs) right? So we don't, like, if we're going to have Dana on the show, they don't know it until they tune into the show. So there's no promo around the network for it. Um, There's You know, we don't have promos like, tonight, Dana White joins Jay and Dan, and they talk about... Oscar De La Hoya's coke problem. Like that's. They don't have those promos, so yeah, I don't know. I don't know why we don't. Why don't we promote ourselves on our network? That's a question that for other smarter people, I guess. Yeah, those. uh, Those are questions I don't sit and worry about.
1: No, you do. By you. (laughs) Hey, um. Got the Nintendo Switch.
2: (laughs) That's a weird topic change. Wait, you already opened it? Yeah, it was that a, a? It earth, was supposed to earth, be, but Christmas it's present? one of those
1: parenting things. I'm like, guys, okay, you get an early present if you stop
2: <laughs> around. Oh, they were uh, <laughs> no, no, was, at the movie theater. They were trying to leave. <laughs> no, uh,
1: they demolished all the food while I was sleeping, though. Of course, those no. Twix snack sized Twix that you get at the theater. Oh, delicious! And supposedly you can bring your own food into the theater now. Like you really? can bring like a large pizza in. Wow.
2: I just saw producer Tim eating a large pizza. (laughs) What's that stuff?
4: I think that's been a case for a while. Really? That you can bring food in? Yeah, your own external food.
2: Really? I'm shocked that they let you do that. But then I guess you could... Like people, you'd always go to movies, and, and you'd hear like as soon as the movie started, you hear that, like the people cracking pops. Oh and yeah, stuff. You,
1: you go to the bulk barn big time before a movie, and you fill your pockets because
2: they aren't going to frisk you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. What, what are they possibly going to do? But the, you can only bring in so much food, right? Like you can't have your whole, <laughs> all your pockets full of turkey.
3: Where is the banana
2: And stuffing.
1: I do miss the uh, theater that was across the street from me in Marina Del Rey in L.A., and it was a dine-in, so cocktails, appies, desserts, everything during the theater. I don't really want to eat all that stuff at a theater, though. I I would go there for dinner and watch a movie. I'd stay awake. If I'm eating and drinking, I'm not going to fall
2: asleep. I can't, yeah. I don't know. I can't remember the last movie I went to see in the theater. I I can't even remember it. And I love going to movies. Got to get to something. What could we go see? What do you think of this Holmes and Watson movie they're promoting now with uh, Will Ferrell and John C. Riley? I love those guys. I hope it's good. Yeah. Will Ferrell needs a hit. I think he's okay. Yeah, he's okay. But you want him to succeed. I like people succeeding. Yeah, and John C. Riley too. So funny. So, uh, I feel like he's underrated. Like, think of him. He was in Boogie Nights. He was so awesome in He's that. the voice of Wreck-It Ralph. He's the voice of Wreck-It Ralph. He's in all the Tim and Eric stuff as Dr. Steve Brule. And then he does like he did Step Brothers, which you know I think a lot of people feel is one of the great classic comedies of the last two decades or whatever. Yeah, he's so good. I hope it's great. I'm a little worried though because I think it was supposed to come out last August. Oh, it's so never then. a good sign when a movie's supposed to come out at one point and doesn't come out till a year and a half later.
1: I need your help with something in all seriousness. Um, you also have
2: big balls. <laughs> no, good size, oh. regular size. Regular-sized nuts. As far as I know. Um, I wonder if I'm going to have to get them special undies.
1: No. It's probably swelling. Like swelling. Maybe they swell when they Absolutely
2: come out. Absolutely You know what it looked like? It looked like Pierre Maguire's head was between my son's legs. <laughs> it has changed my life. Uh, I want to
1: go away this weekend. Ooh. Solo With trip. With the ladies. Nope. Solo oh, trip. Sorry. I just need to get the f- out of town. Solo trip, come on. So, where should I go? New York City. But here's the thing.
2: Uh, Here we go.
1: (laughs) Landing in New York City is a disaster. Why? Because it's it's getting to and from the airport. Uh,
2: Newark. Do uh, do uh, Porter. (laughs) Newark is living hell. No, it's great. Uh, I I love flying Porter because you get you hop on that plane, you're there quick. Newark, it's a quick uh, Uber to wherever you're going. I say yes. Okay. Yes. At NYC. Phone. And you got all the all your buddies in NYC. You got Julie Stewart Binks, Ryan Field, oh, right? Yeah, Ryan? LZ. Ryan Brumley, Webby's out in Long Island. Uh Ben Teller lives there. That's a guy you could go visit. No.
1: Ben was saying on Twitter while you're gone. What do you ask me to host? I'm like,
2: you don't f- no, you weren't on TV. What do you mean? That's like me saying to your doctor, I'll deliver this baby. I don't know about that. I mean, he's he's done some appearances on the podcast. That's probably enough to qualify him to host a nationally broadcast okay, sports highlight show. So I've put a band-aid on someone, so I guess I'm a doctor. Well, the doula sure thought so. <laughs> oh, my wife's going to kill me for talking about that.
1: I thought you'd say Vegas. That's what I was... That's...
2: It's... Because uh, Bernie uh, Kim uh, tweeted me today. He said... It's a bit too far, though, isn't it? What What's your flight? I don't care. Really? So you'll take... What is it, a four-hour flight to Vegas from here? Four and a half. Uh,
0: I am so fired up.
2: That would be pretty good. <laughs> so
1: Bernie Kim has been on the podcast. He has Bernie, Bernie's nightmare fever dreams.
2: Bernie, Bernie's fever dreams.
1: So he sent out a tweet today saying, I, I miss old sports highlight I know, shows. I know. I love that tweet. And I said... We have one in Canada you might like. He said, well, let's discuss this in Vegas. And I said, how about this weekend? And then I put in brackets, I'm serious. And he hasn't come back to me. So I guess I'm going to text him.
2: Well, he's married. Uh, he's newly married. He's Yeah, but Bernie
1: and I, we went to Vegas once on three hours notice. I texted him. Want to go to Vegas? This is when I lived in L.A. He's like, sure. Well.
2: Yeah, but he wasn't engaged in, or he married was, at this time. They were living together. They were living together? Yep. Here, I'm going to text him right now. See if he gets back to us. He might. Well, but, the problem oh, is he's, he's got coming, NFL. Dudes. Yeah, he's got Thursday Night Football. That's why. So he could. Yeah. Well, maybe he could fly there from from New York on the Friday, and then you guys could meet up, and Ben could join you guys.
1: Uh, oh, should we g- Jay. Should we give our guest a call? We got right? a few minutes, don't we? I see, three minutes. Ram it in there. Ram it in there. Ram. And I and then I was thinking Palm Springs. But it's not hot enough. It's like 19 degrees. No, it's not
2: that hot there right now. I want My it to parents just steaming. came up to visit. They were there. They were saying I was like 18. I mean, that sounds pretty good right now, to be honest. But Yeah, you're not going to be lying by the pool, probably, at this point. That's or maybe you will. You'll be the one guy by the pool. It'd be 18. It'd be hot to me right now. Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. That would be fantastic. But I think New York. Oh, no. Here's the better one. This okay. is where you go. Here we go. South Beach. Go to Miami. South Beach is awesome. I don't know anyone there. Oh, perfect. That's what you want. It's an adventure. You don't know anyone in Vegas? If, if Bernie can't go, you, just, you know, oh. you, get, you get to know the craps dealers. Yeah, I know the craps tables. That's all that's the only friend I need. Well, you go to you go to Miami. Oh, it's beautiful. South Beach is great. Other parts not so good, but South Beach is fantastic. Yeah, uh, go down there. The bill who hosted the second last show with me, he just got back from South Beach. Let's uh, rank all the hosts you uh, hosted with. They're all amazing. All equal. I want, an, I want a ranking of all of them.
1: Lindsay Hamilton professional. Duthie a moron. Uh, Rod Smith, I just sat and
2: listened to him I know, wishing like, could you read me a story? I please? love that. Well, we have to get him back on to read, uh, what was it? Uh, Bane tweets in the Bane voice? Yes. Bieber tweets?
1: And he, uh, he dwarfs me. I looked like a child.
2: Yeah, you did look small next to him. But, you know, he did play football at a collegiate level. And
1: uh, Tessa, she was the, uh, the
2: final host. All of them, awesome. They all did a great job. You know who didn't get a chance to do it, and I think he wants to quickly have a say, is uh, the gentleman on the line right now. Ariel? Yes? How are you, buddy?
4: How are you? Who's this? It doesn't sound like either of you. it's, yes, it's us. It's us. It's Ariel
2: Hawani?
1: We
4: were I just, just... like I'm being catfished here. <laughs> no <I'm telling> way.
1: <laughs> uh, we were just talking about Rod Smith and how um, how it was such a pleasure to have him on the show. I'd never hosted a show with him, and I realized he dwarfs me. He's he he should be in the MMA.
4: Well, before and, and by the way, and now I can tell it's Dan. Dan. If we could rewind the, the the tape. It's not the MMA. Now you're exposing yourself <laughs> as a noob. You don't say the, uh, the uh, UFC.
1: You don't say and the Ukraine.
4: No. Gosh. After all that time at Fox, you still don't know how to say it? Nah, I'm an idiot. Okay, first things first. Let's get the important stuff out of the way. Mazel tov to the on-rights. I said it on national TV. I don't know if you saw it, Jay, but I was, I was both sad and happy that you weren't there when I was there. My... My long-awaited, much-anticipated debut at TSN, but I just want to wish you and your family uh, mazel tov, and congratulations on the birth. Now, this, this is number two, right?
3: It's
2: number two. I also have a book called Number Two, Different Subjects.
4: Wow. Yeah. Well, the first one was born in America, correct? Correct,
2: yes. She, oh, my she's, she's an American, and now we have our, our little Canadian. So you could have a president and a prime minister. And we will. And because feel- if they achieve anything less, they're failures to me.
4: I must say I feel bad for the second one because as some, as a Canadian trying to make a living in the United States, the greatest gift anyone can ever give me is citizenship. So. Absolutely.
2: I totally agree. and And I feel like she's got this leg up for the rest of her life yeah. over her brother, and she'll lord it over him. Absolutely she will. But I kind of want to encourage that because then he will feel inferior and he will strive to achieve more. It's all part of the parenting plan. <laughs> Okay. And uh, and also he has a huge set of testicles, Ariel. You wouldn't believe these balls on this
4: kid. They're... Well, I love it. That's right, amazing. So... I hope he's feeling well, and and your wife is feeling well. Now, at home, as you're watching, you know this 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 queue of famous guest hosts fill yes. in for you, including the great Rod Smith. What an honor it was to oh. be on set with him. I couldn't believe it. At any point, are you getting a little jealous that you're now going to be like the Wally Pip to their Luke Garrick, <laughs> that you're going to be out of a job?
2: Oh, the whole time. You know, I just assume that, but I assume that every night anyway. You know, I assume that at some point someone's going to come tap me on the shoulder and be like, "All right, it's over. Yeah, you, you got to leave." But no, no. What I was really devastated by, I really enjoyed the shows. I said that to Dan. There, it was really fun to just. It would be like you, Ariel, stepping away from your show and then having someone else host it that you really liked, right? Yeah. And you could just like assess your own show. Kind of from a distance because I've never had a chance to just step back, watch our show, and I gotta say it's a pretty goddamn good show. Like it's really watchable, and I really enjoyed watching it. But I was devastated when I saw that you were in because we always talked about you coming up here and and being on our show. And so I was happy that you did it. Obviously thrilled that you could go on with Rod and, and Dan. We like I know you feel the same way. Like Rod to Dan and I is our just our favorite personality here. He's such a down-to-earth talented guy but also you know that voice everything and, you know it's it's like yeah. a gift from god you know that voice and so yeah i i i was devastated i couldn't be there with you but also thrilled that you got to finally see the set and meet cameraman glenn
4: Yes, no, and and thank you for that, and also get to meet uh, producer Tim for the first time in person. He claims we've met before, but I'm almost 100% certain um, we have not. And he's just as ornery and curmudgeonly as uh, as he is over email on the phone. It's oh, fantastic. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah it's I,
2: a real deal. That's there. He's not. Faking and it.
1: the crew just loved. Ariel. As soon as you left, they're like, "That guy's great." Yeah. I'm like oh, yeah. We don't have duds on the show.
4: No, I well, appreciate that. I, mean, no, I have to say, and I said this, I think, on air, but it was really like, like I want some sort of sweepstakes. Like, oh, come visit the TSN offices in Scarborough. <laughs> I, I was on. I didn't want to leave. I, I ask ask our friend Aaron Bronseder. We were sitting in the in the lobby just talking because I was just having so much fun being there. For for a kid who grew up you know, remembering the old sports desk days and, and, and the dots on the, you know, the, the, the logo and oh, all that. Oh, yeah, I mean,
2: the old-school logo.
4: Yes, it was so cool to see the Sports Center set and to see your set. Um, and then I saw a couple of, you know, recognizable faces. Uh, so I, I have to thank you. And, and honestly, this past, you know, trip, for me personally, um, I, I'd say at this point I've probably been to like 250 UFC events, if not more. I haven't sat down and counted them, but that's just a guess top five favorite trips for me of all wow. time.
1: Wow. Okay, so that's, uh, let's dive right into it. So it's UFC 231 in yep. Toronto. Um, it was a great card, and it lived up to it. I got the pay-per-view and I was thoroughly oh. entertained.
4: Wow, I'm glad to hear that. Now, I must say, top five, because you know, coming back home for the first Correct, time, yeah. working for ESPN, it's a little bit of a selfish sort of uh, you know, distinction there, but uh, but, but, but the, the event itself was great. And you know, you know what was nice about the event? Um... And we didn't get to talking about this, but I I, I know you were aware of it. Last week was a bit of a weird week in MMA with all the Greg Hardy stuff, and it was nice to then get to the fights and have the fights deliver. And the crowd is phenomenal. Toronto, in my opinion, pound for pound, one of the very best crowds. They were there early, they were loud, 19,000 plus, two plus million dollar gate. I mean, it was just a great night. And and Max Holloway in the main event was phenomenal. I, I thought, you know, he's won 13 fights in a row. I think that that was his most impressive performance. He's typically a slow starter. He wanted to prove a point early on, shut everyone up. He was he was an early starter in this one. He threw a lot of punches. His volume was super impressive. And then he gave Brian Ortega his first professional loss. So I thought it was an amazing way to cap a great night.
1: So why is it, we were discussing this earlier, with Holloway, for me, I don't know if I'm alone on this, but I feel the same about him approaching every fight that he's in the same as I feel about Daniel Cormier, I'm like, oh, yeah, sorry. He's bit up more than he can chew this time. So it's curtains for him, and they always win.
4: Yeah. He's amazing. He's 27 years old, and when he first came into the UFC, like I will fully admit, I did not see this one coming. You know, there's some guys you're like, okay, that guy's going to be – uh, a future superstar like uh, like I, I I called Conor McGregor. I'm proud to say I called Conor McGregor. I did not call Max Holloway. I did not see him coming when he came into the UFC. UFC 143. He was uh, 20 and he just didn't look impressive. Like he looked, he was a scrawny kid. Um, you know his his overall game was impressive. He took the fight on short notice against a group, very good fighter named Dustin Poirier, but I just didn't see this. 13 wins in a row. He ties um, now for the second longest winning streak in UFC history, and and his confidence is unbelievable. Like he just and I, I think it comes down to that. Like he truly is is of the belief that he's the best fighter in the world, and he doesn't back down. He, what I love about him is he doesn't pick fights. He doesn't play this game of like, oh, I want the money fight, I want this. He just takes whoever the UFC gives them, and he keeps on going. And how could you not love, as Canadians, I mean, he, he is enamored, with our country, it's a, it's the most bizarre thing. This Hawaiian who just absolutely loves everything about Toronto, not so much the country, but Toronto. He just he was at like six Raptor games last week. It's unbelievable. <laughs> and and I must say, for the Toronto Raptors organization to not give him courtside, yes, seats, yes we, we were, were saying this. We were oh, just on. discussing
2: this <laughs> at length. Jay had courtside seats. I was courtside and <laughs> I was embarrassed for myself. Like I oh felt terror. I wanted to walk up and just say, let's switch. Well, you take the second half. Yeah,
1: he brought in a two million
2: dollar gate. You can't yeah. give him courtside.
4: Sold out, 19,000-plus. He's sitting, like, what was that? Section 300 with his son, the (laughs) poor guy? He
2: he was, like, 25 rows up with his son, and I just thought, really, Raptors? Like, this is just a... It's a bad look. It's a bad look look on them. You know?
4: you got to bring him down. you got to, like, notice that he's there and quickly usher him down.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. I. You know, the other thing I noticed, Ariel, is that I love, you know, Nate Diaz. I, I wish... Nate, I, the Diaz brothers are fascinating to me. Uh, yeah. I wish they'd kind of get back into it, but we, they have their reasons. But when you know when Nate tweets mm. how uh, at a, a fighter, yeah. you just fought a good fight, which he did with Max after Saturday's fight. You know it was a good fight.
4: I couldn't agree more like that is the ultimate vote of confidence Nate only tweets to quote-unquote fighters if you know what I'm saying right and Max got him from everyone he got it from Nate he got it from Habib Nurmagomedov he got it from Connor Um, no one really has beef with Max he even got of like Tony Ferguson who is not quick to give props sort of gave him props, but also said he wanted to fight him. And, of course, he fights at 155. No, Max is, you know, there's a term like, you know, a fighter's fighter. Everyone respects him, Um, not just the fans, the media, but the fighters themselves, you could tell. And, you know, he hasn't turned into, like, a big pay-per-view draw just yet. I think he can. He still has a lot of time, of course. But it's so great that not only did he look so good, not only did he win. I mean, legitimately, a week ago, if you would have asked me, is this fight going to happen? I wasn't mm. sure about it. I mean, we were talking on Thursday with, with Dan and Rod. Like, I wasn't sure he was going to make weight. There were some serious questions about his health. You know, when he pulled out of the fight in July, he's slurring his words. They still don't know till this day what happened to him. That's scary stuff, and especially after what you saw, you know, happened to Donna Stevenson, and, and, and I pray that, you know, he's able to make a recovery. It's all very scary. So the fact that he made weight, went in there, looked as good as he did, kept his belt... What an amazing weekend for Max Holloway and his team.
1: Max, we mentioned this earlier in the podcast. He went snowboarding earlier in the week. Is it not in their contracts? Hey, huh? don't do things like that before the week of a fight?
4: It actually is, but it's somewhat vague. And they've enforced it on some people like Donald Cerrone, likes to do crazy things the week of a fight. And I wonder, you know, with these fighters, I mean, they possess something in their DNA that I think... Neither of us have. I mean, like, like I I can never even wrap my head around the idea of doing what they do, walk into a cage with essentially shorts, a cup, nothing else, gloves, two four-ounce gloves, and fight another man for 15 or 25 minutes. Like, I just, I can't do it. I I would collapse on the way to the cage. (laughs) So I think they do this to try to, you know, like, it's not like dealing with, you are dealing with the inevitable, but it's like a weird thing. It's like, how crazy can I get? You know, because I think other guys deal with this this, this upcoming fight, like the, the, the week of a fight. It's never more interesting for me as, as a media member to talk to someone like on Wednesday or Thursday before a fight. Because you, you, you notice them like almost dealing with mortality. And and they mm. start ta- They start getting super deep and super emotional about life. I mean, I can't even imagine what's going on in their in their brains as they're preparing to do this, especially if they're a father so or, or a mother. Mm. Um, so I, I feel my theory is is that they do this for a reason. They do this because they want to see how far they can go and what the limits are. And, and of course, they're about to cap the week with like the most insane. Thing possible. That's my theory. I've never actually asked Max about that, but it's also kind of weird because he's Hawaiian and he's snowboarding, so that alone makes me feel like it's <laughs> extra dangerous.
2: <laughs> it is kind of cool that he l- likes Toronto so much. I, you've alluded to the Greg Hardy situation. What's your take on it? Um, what do you think, Ariel? Do you, the fact that they're essentially, you know, the whole pay-per-view, they're essentially catering it around Greg Hardy.
4: So, d- and in case you don't know, this is the debut for the UFC on ESPN, and of course, as you know, ESPN owned by Disney, this is a very big deal. I mean, if you would have told someone 10 years ago that ESPN would be the exclusive home of the UFC at any point in time, they would have called you a liar. I mean, it seems so far-fetched. So if you would have told me, Jay, that after all these years, after all this work, that the UFC was going to debut on ESPN, my employer, by the way, was going to debut on ESPN with Greg Hardy, and his rap sheet and, and and the accusations that come along with Greg Hardy and everything that he's you know gone through and the fact that he's been banished from the NFL of all leagues. that yeah. you're going to debut with this man who has never fought in the UFC, who you know has a, a, f- a couple fights against some not really you know good fighters on the Dana White Contender Series show, which isn't the UFC. It's sort of like a feeder league that you're going to debut on the Disney Corporation's you know big platform ESPN Plus with this man. I would have said, you know what, maybe it's best to keep him for like show number three, four. If you are and I'm not talking about Greg, Hardy, Greg Hardy's place in the sport or in the UFC in particular. Like, that ship has sort of sailed. They want to be in business with him. Great. I personally to get this juncture, the, the, the juice isn't worth the squeeze. But, okay, fine, you signed him. Why do you have to debut with him and now take all the attention away from what is shaping up to be a good card? You've got a title fight in the main event, Cejudo so Dillashaw. But then here's the real kicker, and this is the thing I still can't quite understand. I can't wrap my head around it. Put Greg Hardy on the debut. Okay, you have a woman by the name of Rachel Ostovich who is also fighting on this debut card. And just three weeks ago, Rachel Ostovich was involved in an alleged domestic violence situation. At the time, initially they thought that she had a broken orbital. It turns out she didn't have a broken orbital orbital bone, but bruised all over her face, and and it sounded like a very scary situation. She is a victim. Hmm. She is someone who was attacked, and 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 now you are putting her on the same card as someone who was accused of pretty heinous things now i should note that all charges were expunged but as we also know the the, the victim never showed up um, and this is something that typically happens the point is to me it's unfair to rachel Ostovich because already she was going to have to answer a lot of questions on fight week now she's being lumped in with greg hardy and to a degree it's also unfair to greg hardy because now he's being linked to the rachel ostevich right. situation and i also think it's somewhat unfair to espn as well because they had no say in this this was the ufc's decision why did you have to put them on the same card why not space it out why are you trying to to spotlight this this this, this isn't what the sport is about and, and and it's not what should be the topic of conversation heading into it it could have been a great story on january 19th look at rachel ostevich what a, what a what a role model, you know, coming back, not taking time off, you know, speaking out about domestic violence. This, this is turning a really ugly situation to a positive. But now you bring in this dark cloud. To me, it's just incredibly tone deaf. It's absolutely avoidable. It's dubious, and I just, I, I wish in hindsight they didn't do this.
1: Ariel, we're running out of time. I have sorry. two. I'm sorry for
4: going long. No, there. no, no, no. no, that, no, no. Was, that was
2: very well said.
1: Um, I have two things I want to ask you before we let you go. Um, A lot of people probably didn't see this, uh, the third last fight on the pay-per-view. If you didn't get the pay-per-view, obviously you didn't see it, and no one's shown the highlights because it was so gruesome. Have you ever seen someone bleed like the the finish of that Gunnar Nelson fight?
3: Yeah,
4: I've seen it a couple times before, but that was particularly That was terrifying.
1: I thought they were going to bleed out in the octagon.
4: Yeah, and then they showed the slow mo, which was
1: and the reaction uh, from the crowd. Yeah.
4: Yes, yes, that, that was like the slow mo of him turning around, and then the, the the blood just sort of, you know, pouring out, but in very slow mo. That that was um, that was interesting. You know, I feel like I've kind of become immune to all of this, which is a little bit strange to say. And and in this particular case, he was choked out, so it wasn't like a bloody fight where you know you're getting punched in the face and then you're getting knocked out. Like the, I think the choking kind of made it seem a little worse. But yeah, it happens from time to time. What a great win for Gunner. I mean, he really needed that. When he hasn't fought in a year and a half, so um, that that was a huge one for him. But yeah, unfortunately, that is a byproduct of the sport.
1: And the uh, the other question was: we mentioned Nate Diaz earlier. Does yes. he have retirement money? Does he's okay money wise?
4: Well, Nate Diaz made a lot of money in 2016 with those two Conor McGregor Correct. fights. Yeah, he, he he made in the 10 to 12 million dollar range, and oh, that is okay. more,
1: I didn't he know made, he made that much.
4: He did, and 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 that's way more. Those two fights, uh, he got paid. Way more than he did his entire career prior to that. That being said, he's still young and he still wants to fight. He was scheduled to fight November third at Madison Square Garden, but then um, Dustin Poirier, his opponent, got injured. and They couldn't find him a replacement. I think that at this point he is waiting for the Conor McGregor trilogy, and I don't think either man retires before that third fight happens. Mm. So he's got one more so big one.
1: So he'll make like twenty off that,
4: at least. Uh, I don't know if twenty. Honestly, I I, I don't. I think, in hindsight, they played their cards totally right on this one. I, I, I think he's taken too long of a break. I he think has. it would be a big fight. But you could make the case that a little bit of momentum has been lost.
2: Yeah, I think you definitely could. Wait, there's there's fighters out there for him to fight. I mean, oh,
4: there's tons. Tony Ferguson, yeah, the Pauley fight, uh, even Max Holloway, if he wants to move up to 155, but not quite go into the title picture, what a fight that would be with yeah. the way those two fight. So yeah, there's there's a million fights for him,
1: and and they want Nate back because he's a draw. He sells pay per views.
4: They need him back. They're also talking to his brother Nick about potentially coming back. I mean. Again, you talk about fighters, fighters. I mean, th- those are them. That, they, like, you look up a fighter in a dictionary, everyone loves the Diaz brothers, and everyone misses them. I just don't want them to come back if they, if they don't want to be back. Their hearts aren't in it, because I remember one of the first lessons I learned covering this sport, I asked Nick Diaz, his older brother, are you excited about an upcoming fight? And he got so mad at me. Um, and I learned my lesson to never ask him that question, and particular, use that word excite, because um, – He's. I, why would I be excited? I'm going into a cage and someone's trying to beat me up and cut open my face. I don't get excited about that. And that's when I learned that these guys are a little bit different. They do it because they have to, but not necessarily because they want to.
2: Ariel Hawani, you are fantastic. We really appreciate you being on the uh, on the podcast again, my friend. And uh, hopefully we can chat. And hopefully you can return now that we know. That uh, the UFC signed a new five-year deal with TSN and TSN and ESPN has a, a third stake in TSN. We're we're all a big family. Yes. You can come up and hang out with us more often, and then uh, that would be a lot of fun. And then you and producer Tim can uh, hug things up or yeah,
4: fight. Reunited once again, we're sort of colleagues. And let me just say, I do a long show, a five-hour show on Mondays. I say no to all the interviews on Mondays. Except
2: for one. Oh, you're the best. You're Jay the king, Jay. my friend. Hi, guys. Yeah, thank Love you, you Ariel. Take thank care. You as always, and congrats again, Jay. Thank you so much, Ariel. Take care, my friend.
1: That's MMA insider, good friend of the show, Ariel Hawani. Just a, a pleasant guy to to talk
2: to, to be yeah. around, and um, you should listen like, to what a, and follow what him. A, what a six! What a Canadian success story right. he is. You know, he carved that whole thing out of out of nothing. That insider role out of nothing, and uh, I'm just so proud of him. I think he's such a great guy. He, uh, you know, he was well-raised. His parents deserve credit.
1: So, I don't know if you get the same problem as me, but uh, behind my God, knees... I hope not. Behind my knees get sweaty.
2: Do you put deodorant back there?
1: No, and now there's a smell Ooh. emanating from behind the knee cloth on this suit. Oh, God.
2: Uh, oh, it T-M- smells like a wet dog. TMI. That's what your sweat smells like? Wet dog? I guess I can. Well, have you ever... This is I've never had
1: back knee. But well, wait, we've had wet suits before because on the craft tour and at the Super
2: Bowl, whatever. Oh, and wet yeah.
1: suits stink.
2: Yeah, I don't well, know why. Well, oh, no wet because I, on the craft tour, my suit was wet because I would sweat through it like Bruce Pearl, the basketball coach. It was disgusting. Oh, speaking of
1: Pearl, um, perfect segue. Uh, Jim Pearl, remember our, our good buddy yeah. from Fox? I talked to him on the, the way to work the other night. I returned his phone call from two months ago. Um, (laughs) He and I, the Amsterdam trip, I think, is on. Oh, yes. But he was under the impression you were going. I would love to. but I I, broke it to him. I'm like, he's
2: not going anywhere. I have a feeling my Amsterdam days are behind me, unfortunately. I love the city so much. I would love to go with you guys. Gosh, that would be a great trip. But you'll go without me, and you'll have fun. And you know what? If I can't go, I know someone else who could replace me.
0: Uh,
3: yes
1: yes okay I no I can't I can't yes
0: an amazing
1: weekend (laughs) I can't and then I get (laughs) from people why don't you like that I'm like I'm fine with him I just don't want him on the podcast I just I just don't want him on the bike I I would go out for dinner with him I'd have a drink with him I just don't want to hear his voice and then be <laughs> why are you so mean well, go f- yourself i can do whatever the f- i want Whoa. Damn.
0: Damn.
3: well damn okay First off,
0: a lot of people really wanted us to hang out when jay was out by yeah. the way jay mazel tov to baby ethan me and my people are so happy for you so congratulations
2: thank you my friend uh how's joe doing she's doing fantastic baby's doing great uh, Dan, not so well right now. But we wanted to bring you on because you really did want to come up and fill in on the show. And Dan had some good arguments why you should not be on the show. You've never hosted a highlight show before. But in your defense, a lot of people on Twitter wanted you to be a part of it.
0: Uh, I believe one person. Now, no, no, no. I think me and, uh, I had a little, uh, me and my friend sat down one night. And when the when the poll went out, we started counting it, and I was actually overwhelmingly the majority on Instagram and Twitter combined.
2: It would have been it would have been a hell of a show, it really would have, Tulsi.
0: And then and then Dan, I heard last week. Uh, did you do a Would You Rather without me?
1: <gasps> okay, you do know Would You ra- You did not invent <laughs> Would You Rather. You know, you know this, right? And we used uh, to do them well, all no. the time on this show. You do not. No, no, no. You do not own no. Would You Rather. It's time for uh. <laughs> Would
3: You yes. rather.
0: Rather. Rather.
3: Oh,
2: man, rather. I'm in a good mood. But
0: guys, I, I do have a good Would You Rather. But I have like a five-minute story that Jay no, we don't have and time. Dan, I don't, I don't even need advice. Okay, so there's this girl, right? It's about three months we haven't talked. We start talking to each other here and there randomly. She really just wanted to be friends, so we hung out one night, got a drink, hung out another night. You know, I just walked around New York city with her. And then we like celebrated something. And then I was like, Hey, do you want to hang out again? And she's like, sure. So I was like, okay, let's meet up uh, Saturday night. I have a birthday party, but let's get a glass of wine after. And she's like, okay, I would like that. And at this point, I'm thinking to myself, this girl who told me she just wanted to be friends. Am I going to get out of the friend zone? Like every guy on this podcast is now saying, Holy shit, it's possible. So fingers crossed. I go and get a glass of wine with this girl, but she's about 15 minutes late. I'm sitting outside of the bar, she's like, I'll be there in five. And I'm like, okay, 10 minutes later, she's like, oh, I got lost. I'll be there in two. And I'm like, okay. So at this point, I'm waiting outside the bar and I look over and I see her walking with this dude holding his hand. What? And she kisses him goodbye. Oh no. And then goes into the, and then goes into the bar and like obviously doesn't see me because I was hiding outside of the bar. And then I like walk in the bar and I'm like, hey. And she's like, oh, I didn't see you in the bar. I'm like, yeah, no, you're kissing that dude. But it was like, I was analyzing. I think it was like a forced peck from the guy, whatever. So we're drinking a glass of wine. And I'm thinking, S-t, I'm still in the friend zone. We had a whole bottle of wine. We went back to my house and lit the Hanukkah candles. And, uh, guys, you know, it was, uh, guys, I'm so happy. You got laid? No, but uh. I tried.
2: <laughs>
1: Possibly the worst story I've ever.
0: Heard.
2: <laughs> it was a snap in the right direction. I'm so confused.
0: That I didn't, You know, I, I, it, I, I tried really hard and just... <laughs> I'm going to get
2: it next time. I don't think you are, Ben. But I really appreciate you trying. And we really appreciate you being on. Do you have a would you rather for us before you go? Yeah. Can Christoph give me
0: the would you rather
2: one more time? Okay, one it's more time. It's time for would you
3: rather. My
2: favorite rather, thing rather. about having Ben on is Dan has just been on his phone the whole time and pre- pretending this isn't happening. Oh, I've checked it. Okay, so, uh, all right, all right Dan, let's get it. Dan
0: if, you answer this, Dan, if you answer this podcast, I'll take two months off.
2: Okay, here we go. If you
0: answer this, would you rather? Two oh, months off. Would That's you pretty rather, good. Okay. Would you rather <laughs> accidentally sex your parents or have your parents accidentally sex you?
1: Okay. Good talking, Ben. Talk to you in two months. Coming on next week. No, I, no you aren't. I will. Never come on this podcast again if you're here next week.
2: Whoa, whoa! <laughs> hold on, wow. hold on. Come on, wait. Okay, Can I hear it again? Yeah. Sex Would your
0: you par- rather accidentally sex your parents?
2: Oh, for sure. Or have your
0: parents accidentally sex you? No, for Ooh. sure.
2: For sure, you right? Sexting your parents? For sure. Stop. Are you with me? I think so. Yeah. I mean, you you do not want to get that sext from your mom. Oh, that. God, that's disturbing. Ben, you may have topped yourself. That may, may, might have been your best one ever. I'm really impressed, actually.
0: Dan, I just want you to know that every day Jay wasn't on the show, I was hoping that I would wake up from a text from you saying, I got you on the next flight out. It never happened, but I'm still hopeful that one day we'll be together on
2: the show.
1: Okay, talk to you later, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> See
2: you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> that's Ben Teller. Ooh. But we'll see. Yeah.
1: And if someone sends me a tweet where they say "be nice to Ben," I'm blocking you. And if anyone says calls me out for being, I'm blocking you. So please don't send those tweets to me. Thank you. Oh, but
2: you're, now you're going to get more of them.
1: Okay. Well, they're saying I, I, that, blocking is fun because you just hit a button. You're like, I never have to hear from that person again.
2: Is my it life. muting better though? Because it's less aggressive. I find like if you like blocking, you're like you're telling the person they've somehow gotten to you. Whereas if you just mute mute them, like it's like they have no. idea. No,
1: I just don't want you in my life. That's what I'm telling them.
2: <laughs> no, I, I know, but that's why I love the muting because it's more passive aggressive. Oh, okay. <laughs> but then you're lying to the person, really? Yeah, but you don't like them anyway. <laughs> you know, like there. You must. Are there a bunch of people you follow on Twitter, but you mute on Twitter? <laughs>
1: I don't think I'm a, I'm a, the the non annoy no one annoys me right now no one annoys me except for men hey. yeah again like uh, fine following him on social media fine having a beer with them I just don't want them a part of this
2: I'm so happy yeah alright well that's we're gonna take a little Ben break for a while
1: yes
3: oh,
2: oh, oh. we're gonna take a Ben break <laughs> yes <laughs> 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 Yeah, because we, we want Toolsy back next week. Like, if I went to New York this
1: weekend, I would
2: go have a beer with Ben. Really? Yes. Wow. Okay. I did not expect that. That would be something. You would have to, man, if you sent out a picture of you two uh, cheersing a couple of frosty pints, uh, the whole Jane Dan crowd would be so happy with Binksy and Fieldsy. That would be me. Am- and Brumley.
1: And Brumley, yes. Brumley sent me a message the other day, said he uh, missed me.
2: He's what a, a great, yeah, he's an amazing guy. I, I, he's one of our story editors at Fox. Great dude. Now works on the, uh, what's the First Things First with Chris Carter and uh, Nick Wright? I think so. Yeah. He's a good dude.
1: Oh, <laughs> he sent me a message because the president tweeted at something calling someone a complete moron or whatever. And I, I sent a tweet, responded to that, say, is this real life? And Brumley sent me a text.
2: You got out of America just the right time. Yeah. Kind of seems that way. Kind of seems that way. (laughs) Hey, next week, let's have... Go to New York this weekend. Hang out with all these people. And then come on the pod next week and tell us all about it. Binksy, you'll have a wild time. I gotta burn this suit. Oh, God. Now he's smelling his knees again.
0: I am so fired
3: up. Oh,
2: God. You do have to burn that. Is that a fox suit or is that a new Indochino suit? This is a fox suit, baby. Oh well, then you got to get rid of that. That's a goner.
1: It's a Hugo Boss.
2: Yeah. Well, some nice person will get a a, a fouled, knee-smelling Hugo <laughs> Boss suit. Ooh, a
1: hobo gets it. He's like,
2: ah,
3: this is, a f- this is garbage.
2: Gusting. I can't wear this. Sh- had f- a lot on this podcast. Today. Yeah, you've been so fired up on this podcast. I love it. It's been great. It's, this Sorry. has been a really fun pod. Yeah. Uh, now we got to go do the TV show. Yeah, do we have any interviews we have to run over that we're late for? Mark Masters? Yeah, we've got the Ma- Mark Masters on the show. We're talking World Juniors. It's coming up. And I was thinking, so he he's the regular
1: Leafs reporter. Yeah. And he goes and covers the World Juniors for the entire month or mm-hmm. however long this thing goes on for. Uh, yeah. So does he show up and he's just like, I'm here now.
2: Yeah. I've been covering the big boys. You f-ing youngsters, listen to me. I'm Mark f-ing Masters. Every time, every time he gets into his sky, hey, yay, Alex Lafreniere. You shut the f-ing up. Shut. Here's what you're gonna say. Here's your f-ing line. All right. I ask you a f-ing question. I'm Mark f-ing Masters. All right. And I say, hey, are you excited to play Sweden in the semifinals? And you can say, yeah, I am, Mark. And that's a great. In question, got it, kid? Do ya?
1: When I knock on your door to tell you if you made it the team or not, you f- <laughs> smile and you f***ing move on,
2: okay? Because we'll have that camera in your f- face, and you'll just be waking up and be in tears because your whole dream's been shattered. But can f- buck up, buddy? Because I'm Mark f- Masters. We Here's
1: have how it's gonna work. <laughs> f- and Masters is here. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey Tim Hunter, nice beak Here's the deal, you're the coach But I'm the real f-ing coach I'm Mark f-ing Masters I'll ask you questions, you give me answers And if I don't like what I hear I'll kick you in the f-ing balls Faster than Joel Otto used to In practice in 86 at the Saddle Dome Got it? Oh wait, the Saddle Dome wasn't constructed in 86 I don't like the answers. You're done. I never talk to you
1: again. Good luck getting on TV. Base. F- I'm Mark Masters
2: and I control the airwaves. <laughs> That's how it goes down. I guarantee it. Oh, absolutely. Even with the Leafs
1: at he, this point. He lands in Vancouver. Luggage carousel. He's elbowing
2: people out of the way. Get <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the f- out of my way. That's my bag. Actually, sir, it's my bag. Shut the <laughs> f*** up. That's my bag. T- <laughs> Extra microphones. I've got 37. I'm taking another bag. I'm taking your bag. I'm Mark <laughs> In Masters. Give me your f***ing
1: bag. Looks like I've got a new wardrobe, doesn't it? <laughs> f- you.
2: But I'm a woman. <laughs> f*** yourself. I'm also a crossdresser. I'm Mark Masters, really? No, but I am now because I'm taking your bag full of women's clothing.
0: I am so
3: fired (laughs) up. Uh.
2: All right, so we should go interview Mark (laughs) Matt.
1: I hope he hears this. I
3: know.
2: You remember that story about how he, uh, he flew in first class while his wife (laughs) goes? Do you think that's how he's like, here's how it's gonna go, honey. You sit in the back next to the toilet. I, Mark Masters, sit in business. I get a meal. I get that hot towel. I get all the drinks I want. You sit in the back, get nothing, and shut the. Up. And guess I'm
1: Masters. <laughs> and guess what? I purchased all the other seats in business and I want them empty.
2: Get the f- back there. Yeah, deal with it. I'll see you at home. <laughs> <laughs> masters.
1: Uh okay. Um whopper time. Bye-bye.
3: We're going home!